0: Guys, this is what I do. This is what I recommend just for you as the provider of your family to protect, to lead, to get out in front. Very, very practical. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my co-host and the producer of this show, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Good. Practicing social distancing. Yes, this is fun. All right, hey, give me a man law, man. All right, so I got a list of them from just hanging out with my guys this morning. And this one, uh, you might have heard this before. In order to finish life well, you must finish each day well. I know. Wow. yeah. Over it, time, finishing each day well, you will finish your life well. And uh, there's, I can tell you who said that. I can tell you the original person, but I can tell you who told you that. Yeah. Well, I read it. And we we were part of our study today and we had a long discussion on yeah. this one it was good did they agree oh absolutely it's very simplistic in its its format but if you want to finish life strong you just don't get there by fluke you've got to practice doing that every day it's like if you want a healthy body you got to do it every day if you want to look if you want you have a healthy diet you got to do it every day if you want a healthy marriage you've got to do it every day and so those are really good man so i really do believe that so hey i want to get into the uh meat of this podcast and Uh, A lot of guys have been asking this question, what should I carry on or near me at all times during this season that we're going through? And so we're going to take a little bit different uh, pathway that we've had uh, in podcasts past. A lot of times, guys on Christian podcasts like this one want to focus on discipleship, and we fail sometimes to focus on the application or the practical side of your faith. And part of that practical side is you are a provider, and so... I want to talk to you about provision, and, I, and I, I'm thinking about Proverbs 27, 12. I love this verse. It says, the prudence see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. And so you you may be a guy right now, and you've been simple. You have trusted in the government. You've trusted in our system. You've trusted in uh, our uh, nation's ability to provide for you, and now you're at a crossroads. I want to talk about Joseph and his preparation in Genesis chapter 41, specifically verses 25 to 37. Remember, uh, a famine was coming to the land through a prophetic word of God to uh, the Pharaoh and to Joseph, and Joseph was um, commissioned to store seven years of supply for the famine. So for seven years, he stored the nation's uh, supply, and then for the seven years of famine, he helped out the people. And so a couple things there. The first thing I want you to note is that Joseph's goal in prepping was helping, not hoarding. So that's important. Second thing I want you to note is that he saw and knew something was happening that was going to affect the storage house. And we need to realize there are always things that can affect our storage. There's always something, a natural disaster, a pandemic, an EMP, a war. There's always something looming, and we just need to be ready for it. Not, not out of fear, but just out of practical wisdom, and then number three is he gave only after he had what was needed. So he was ta- he was gaining his supplies and then gave after they had reached their goal and after the pa- the um, famine hit. And then fourth is he gave to meet people's needs, not greeds. And this is a problem. Jesus actually spoke against a man in the Bible who was hoarding for his greeds, and I think that is not a biblical principle. We should not be hoarding for greed. We should be hoarding to meet needs. First, the needs of our family. Second, the needs of those who are in need. So when, I, when I'm when i talking here, guys, I want to say this. Uh, it's not about panic or fear. It's about being prepared and being ready. And so I live under the assumption that stores only stock enough food for nine days and that we're three days away from a complete anarchy at all times. And so we live in a very fragile system. It's more fragile than people could ever imagine. So... My personal, I'm not a professional here. I'm a lay guy. I'm just a guy who tries to be ready. I try to provide for my family. And so I live by the rule of threes. So Dale, you can help me out here. So the first rule of three, there's six rules of three. The first rule of three is three seconds. So I want to have in my pocket, I want to be ready in three seconds. So I want to have a Bible ready. whether that's a verse in my brain or it's on my phone. I want to have. I want to be ready with the Word of God. Some guys actually. I've seen guys carrying an actual physical Bible, but with our phones now, we can do it. I want to carry a pocket knife. I use my pocket knife every single day of the week for something. Uh, I don't do this, but a lot of our older gentlemen will carry a handkerchief. And the reason men carried a handkerchief, do you know why they carried a handkerchief? For the lady to help the ladies yeah. if she was crying, if she sneezed, yeah. and so that's three seconds. I carry a flashlight all the time, which is beautiful today because they're on our phones now. I carry a knife with, I try to, on my keychain, I have a little Swiss Army knife with tweezers and a toothpick. And then a lot of guys I know will carry a concealed weapon because you have about three Mm -hmm. seconds there. I don't want to speak to that issue because I know it's controversial, but I know a lot of guys that will carry a concealed weapon. So three-second rule. The next one is this, the three-minutes rule. So I want to have things ready in, in a three minute period of time and most of this stuff guys is on my phone anymore. so our phones are great resources for us to be prepared. I have <clears throat> doctor's numbers, veterinarian numbers, uh, notes with all pertinent information, my blood pressure meds are on there, my passport numbers on there, uh, my uh, HSA card numbers on there, uh, phone call uh, phone number for a mechanic or pharmacy or any key numbers. Uh, that I need or key information is actually on my phone. So if in three minutes, I can access some very, very key information. So I also am ready for three hours. So I'm I have a rule of three hours. So I usually keep that three seconds I keep in my pocket, three minutes I keep on my phone, three hours of preparation I keep in my car. I have a truck, but in that truck I keep things like duct tape, a bigger flashlight, a blanket, Tools, basic car tools. I can't fix a car to save my life, but I hope something come along that can. I carry jumper cables. I, some people carry chains for their cars. Uh, a trailer hitch. If you have a truck, carry the trailer hitch. You never know when you're going to need the trailer hitch. Can you think of other things you need to carry to be ready for three hours worth of work? Water. Will you carry water in your car? Sometimes, depending on the rig I'm driving. I you know what I carry? I carry there. a portable water carrier. It's a horse feeder. It collapses down. So I can go get water. So that's a good idea. Anything else? Radiators that are overheating. Yeah, it's good to have some way to capture water. Yeah, some guys will carry extra gas cans. A lot of the farmers will. So three hours uh, in case you need something in three hours time. The next uh, rule I live by is what I call three days. So where one I where the three seconds I have in my pocket or on my belt, three minutes I have on my phone, three hours I have in my car or truck, three days I have in my house or my garage. This is things this is stuff that if I'm locked in the house, if something happens and we lose power uh, and I'm and I'm stuck in my home, like right now under quarantine, I have kerosene lamps. Just go to goodwill and buy them real cheap. Those are super easy uh, for light or candles. Uh, I have a I don't have this because I don't need it, but some people carry a 72 hour emergency kit. You can buy those through emergency essentials at beprepared.com. I have MREs. I would recommend a heat source such as a fireplace fire pit barbecue pit and uh, a fuel source for those wood propane whatever. And uh, I would say uh, that's about it for me. What, can, can I have I a generator? Something? You have a generator. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's impressive. For this purpose. Yeah. So if you need, that's a good idea, man. Generator. That's Extra a good idea. Extra gasoline. And I know I'm thinking of other things, guys, but if you want to hit us up and let us know what you carry for your three-day stuck-at-home scenario, we'd love to know. The next thing is uh, my three-months scenario. So uh, three days, I usually carry in my house. Three months, I will carry in my shed or my garage. And realize, I have enough food stored for six months. And I have those in my shed in a probably two foot by four foot and six foot high shelf. So very small amount of space for a lot of food. And I do that in five-gallon buckets, and I am and I store stuff on the five Bs. First thing, and this isn't storage, but my body. I try to take care of my body. Second thing is Band-Aids, which would include medical supplies. Third thing is beans, which would cons- – would be food sources, food, water and how to collect and store those things. The fourth is bullets, which would include ammunition guns, <clears throat> things like this. and the last one is bullion which is which is not chicken broth. It is actually uh, tradable goods, barterable goods uh, such as gold, silver bullets, medical spice masks and95 <laughs> masks. Uh, I do have some of those. And then the last one is three years. and so the rule of three years, I don't actually live by this rule. Uh, but I have friends that do, and this is if something goes bad. So this would be stored at somebody's get-out-of-town retreat or or secondary home. I've got several friends right now living in Quote vacation homes away from this pandemic, and they're very safe with their families right now. And so, guys, this is what I do. This is what I recommend, just for you as the provider of your family to protect, to lead, to get out in front. Very, very practical. We're going to explain more about the three months in a coming upcoming equipping podcast. I I will lay that out in greater detail. So, guys, uh, head on over to our website, get a copy of my bathroom book for men. When you do, we'll add you to our equipping blast. So, guys, uh, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Get ready. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins.